Hey guys, give me the creeps here. This is the first time we have had the opportunity to give y'all an update right after covering a case. Weird timing, but good news. Kendrick Johnson's case has been reopened as of Friday. Danielle is not going to be joining me for this little update, so I'll keep it brief. And don't worry, we still have an episode coming out on Friday. But I just wanted to jump on here real quick and say a few things that I didn't get to last time. It looks like there's going to be a fresh pair of eyes leading the investigation. And for once, all of this stuff is going to be in one place. So from every investigation for this case, the sheriff now is Ashley Polk, I believe. I just wanted to jump on and say thank you guys for listening. And this kind of thing is what we always hope for. When we don't have answers, it's especially tough when a young person or a child dies without any explanation, no justice. The investigation was rushed. We have so many things that we can talk about in what went wrong with the investigation. But the good news is that it's going to be reopened and we're going to have somebody look at the case and determine what happened to Kendrick Johnson after eight years. It's taken so much out of the family to have this happen and we're just so happy that finally a new investigation is going to take place with all the evidence in one set of hands to put it simply uh but i just wanted to jump on here real quick and say a few things that i didn't get to last time uh we saw it with Alyssa turney we have never covered her case but it's pretty well known and Bless her sister, uh, Sarah Turney, for never giving up the fight. Alyssa Turney had gone missing back in 2001, and we saw some progress just last year with that case. So this just goes to show that our voices matter. The family and the large support behind them made this happen for sure. With that being said, here are a few more things I didn't get to mention on the last episode that were not done correctly, in my opinion, and should be taken into consideration moving forward now that this case is reopened. I watched a CNN video from 2013 where they are investigating what went wrong in the inquiry portion of the case. The day KJ was found, only 18 people were interviewed. Mike Brooks, who worked as an analyst and a police officer himself, was asked about how the local police department went about conducting interviews following his death. Um, and he just was not on board with how they did this because basically 33 people were interviewed in January, which is when the death happened. His body was found January 11th, 2013, and only 33 people were questioned about it. Four in February, one in March, and then 72 in April. A total of 111 people were asked about the case. Most of them asked three to four months after it happened. It's very important to have all of the people that were there during the discovery of the body questioned so that everyone's eyes might have seen something different and it could have just led to more answers sooner. So among the most important uh, whose account would have made a huge difference were the first paramedics interviewed April 17th and they had thought that they were dealing with a cardiac arrest and also, the paramedic who noted bruising on KJ's jaw and the first to consider the gym a crime scene wasn't interviewed until April 18th. So that first group really mattered in this case, and they were just swept to the side until April. Not cool. The janitorial team also were not interviewed until April 26th, and on the records, it shows that none of them were even asked about specific things like the blood on the wall of the gym, for instance. 
none of the students seen in the gym at the same time as Kendrick on the surveillance uh, were spoken to at all. Like, come on, you would think that those would be among the first to say what happened that day um, while their memory is still fresh, you know? It's been eight years, and I want to know right now what they still remember from that day. So hopefully they will have people who weren't questioned the first time around questioned this time, and maybe it'll help the case. But to be honest, it might do some harm, in my opinion, just because memories from that long ago just aren't very reliable, especially if they are looking for something that can hold weight in terms of evidence. So... It's going to be nothing close to what they would have remembered the day after or even the day of, but it still could play a very, very vital role in this investigation now that it's been reopened. This was a big one for me to find out. There were two versions of a coroner's report, apparently, and one was given to a CNN representative named Victor, I believe, and it says statements from the coroner like, I do not approve of the manner this case was handled. Not only was the scene compromised, the body was moved. The integrity was breached by opening a sealed body bag. Information necessary for my lawful investigation was withheld. And here's the shady part. The one that was sent to CNN was dated January 22nd, 2013. And the other, January 15th, 2013, the one that was dated January 15, 2013, was the one given to the police, and this one was from the 22nd. That's an entire week difference in time. And so all those statements that I read from the coroner that was pretty much indicating that the investigation was off to a rough start from the get-go was what was given to CNN, and the copy to the police was blank. So it's just weird. The collecting of surveillance was also done entirely incorrectly, which further complicated the case. I know we didn't really touch on this too much. Um, I did post some screenshots from the Valdosta uh, Times on our Instagram, so you can go take a look at what they say uh, went on with their surveillance not being lined up by timestamp, etc. But the first mistake was actually leaving it up to the school on how to go about giving the investigation team any footage or surveillance. Information Technology School board member provided a hard drive to the police department rather than them sending an investigation team to the school to collect what they would need. Because in reality, the cops know what they're looking for, a school board member not so much. So that's just something else to take into consideration. They only asked for 48 hours of footage, which was another mistake. So anyways, different cameras have different gaps in time where he entered the gym, etc. I'll let you guys check that part out. So a Georgia sheriff's uh, office is reopening an investigation into the 2013 death of Kendrick Johnson, a black teenager whose body was found inside a rolled-up gym mat in his high school gymnasium. Lowndes County Sheriff Ashley Polk, who was retired at the time of Johnson's death, confirmed to NPR that his office officially reopened the investigation on Friday. So it did so after receiving documents it had long requested from a Justice Department investigation that closed in 2016. Hmm. Interesting. Here, Polk says, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but I want to start fresh with it and look at it all the way through. Polk told Atlanta NBC affiliate WXIA on Monday, I think the community deserves it. 
Questions, investigations, and lawsuits have abounded in the years since Johnson's body was discovered at Lowndes High School in Valdosta, Georgia, in January 2013. The 17-year-old disappeared one afternoon and was found the next morning with his head facing down inside an upright, rolled-up gym mat and his feet sticking out of the top. State authorities ruled his death an accident in 2013, suggesting he dove into the mat to retrieve his shoe and got trapped inside. After an autopsy found that he died of positional asphyxia, the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office closed the case, but Johnson's family still suspected foul play. So... The Justice Department closed the case in June 2016, saying it could not meet the high legal threshold needed to file federal criminal charges. It would have needed to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone had killed Johnson and was motivated by racial animus to do so. Well, the thing about racial here, too, is this case was overlooked, rushed, not done in the way the system is meant to carry out an investigation. Racial motivations or not, it's not okay. And this goes on with many cases where certain groups in society are overlooked, not paid attention to, ignored, unidentified for years, simply because they don't hold a social standing in the eyes of the investigators. And that is, we are far past that time. We are more progressive now and looking to have justice carried out in the way that it's designed to. And so that is why the reopening of this case is very important. So Polk, who served as sheriff for 16 years, I'm going back to NPR's article now, um, before retiring in 2012 and returning to win re-election in 2016, told NPR the Johnson case has been very divisive for a long time. And that's, that's absolutely true. Um, with questions still swirling in the community. Upon returning to office, he said he had pledged that he could get all the files from state and federal agencies. He would go through them and look for discrepancies. Polk had been trying to obtain those federal investigation documents since April 2019. So I stand corrected. He has, um, in a way, he is a fresh pair of eyes, but he has been trying to do this for some time now. Um, his initial request was denied, but the Johnson family continued their pursuit. They did so through Marcus Coleman, a community activist who has served as their family spokesperson for the last eight years. In a phone interview with NPR, Coleman said his renewed push to gain justice for Johnson started in on the heels of the country's reckoning over racial injustice and police brutality following the high-profile killings of Black people, including George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. As I engage in community activities myself here and across the country, it has never sat well with me the way that Kendrick Johnson's case was closed, Coleman said. And the uprising, as I like to call it, this summer just gave me the energy to pursue reopening the case. Very, very touching. It's very true. With such a fair and just system, why aren't we seeing more fair and just investigations and cases carried out? So with that being said, Polk said that the process will take at least six months and there's a lot of material to parse. He reiterated he is not accusing anyone of wrongdoing, but wants to examine all the evidence together to make sure nothing was missed. The bottom line is, is if we continue to shine light on cases like this, eventually someone's going to have to answer our questions. And this is one of those times when we see firsthand that our justice system should be put to work correctly in the right hands with qualified people the first time because it's been eight years. And like I said, we don't know what's going to come out 
this time around that wasn't seen the first time. And whether it's going to help or harm the case, we don't know. But the important thing is is that we're going to have a fresh pair of eyes looking at all of the evidence in its entirety, and he's going to have the investigation that he deserved. Ashley Polk actually came out of retirement to handle this case that he's had his eyes on from afar for some time now. So someone who actually cares about the case is definitely going to find some kind of answers and expose any other wrongdoing or contradictions, rather, according to this NPR article where Polk says... This will be the first time anybody's had everybody's evidence in one place, so I'm planning to go through every bit of it. If we find a contradiction, we're going to resolve any contradiction or try to. So that's that, everybody. The news is breaking all over the internet, so we just wanted to jump on here and thank you guys for listening. And if there's a case that we have not heard of, you can always DM us so that that case gets more attention and make sure you also take the opportunity to DM any podcast that has a larger platform, a larger fan base, because this kind of thing is what we need to see. Cases that weren't solved, that we were unhappy with the results, not necessarily unhappy with the results, but the investigation was just botched and we need to see this done right and we need to do right by Kendrick Johnson and his family. There are a lot of people waiting to see what's going to happen. So thank you guys for joining me for this quick little update. We look forward to you guys hearing Friday's episode.